Wouldn't it be awesome if you sell six times more homes than the competition in your marketplace? Well, tune into this interview because this is exactly what this agent in Illinois does. Well, welcome, 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 everybody. I am here with Rosie Gonzalez, who is actually in Illinois, just like me. And um, I'm really excited to just talk to you, Rosie, today. I'm like, you are a powerhouse of an agent. And, you know, I gotta be honest, I kind of get a little bit worn out listening to the mega teams, you know, doing 300 bazillion dollars in volume, doing like 8,900 homes a year, right? And you're just thinking like, what about the person in the middle? Like, can we talk about the person that's doing amazing things more than selling four houses a year? And we're going to talk a little bit about your numbers because I just found a post that had all your stats on it, um, which was really, really cool. So I'll let you introduce yourself real quick, your name, credentials, where you work, and um, I'm going to get all of this shared right now. So, Okay. Um I am Rosie Gonzalez, and I have been with Cobo Banker for the last 15 years, uh, my whole entire career. Same company, same office, same address, same old thing. Um, so 15 years doing real estate, and I have been doing real estate and concentrating only in one area for listings more than anywhere else. Of course, I will list your house somewhere else if it's nearby but I wanted to make my life easy and I wanted to stay close to home, uh, which is Brookfield, Illinois, which is three minutes away from my office in LaGrange. I love that, I love so that. So very convenient. So a lot of this whole, you know, staying close to home is one of the things that I stumbled upon out of like necessity. So when I started, I have, you know, I got two small kids. So for me, it was a time constraint of driving somewhere, paying the sitter while I was driving. And, you know, it was a, a time constraint too. Like what started it for you where you said, I just want to be close to home? Well, I have three boys and I started when I had my last one. I literally thought, okay, this is a good time. I have to breastfeed this child. <laughs> I'm going to have to slow down. And I got my license. So he is 15 years old now, uh, but you can only imagine um, getting my license. I left my business, our previous business that we had, and I had an income in mind that I had to actually make that in a year. If not, I was gonna quit. So um, I was, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So the first year it was um, easy. I based on the income that I was making before, but I wanted to be, and I needed to be close to home because of my three boys. Um, my husband was working at a company, you know, uh, very busy too. He used to work for Lucent Technologies. Um, he's my computer guy now, thank God. Uh, but back then it was my three boys. I did hire a nanny, which was amazing. It was the best help ever, well-paid, but uh, she took care of, you know, my younger one, uh, the newborn, and she made food for the kids. So there was a really great help. Um, but even with that help, I always wanted to stay where I can go and come back. And if I'm cooking, leave the stove on and come back and turn it off. This 
that was my uh, my goal to to actually be able to do them. And actually, I can tell you that I did it in three years. Thank God. That's awesome. See, I like the fact of like you know. When you just said, oh, if I leave the stove on, like I have so many conversations, like one of the recent ones was, was my cousin and she's like, I forgot I actually put the dog out and I didn't let her in. And you know, you and I being in a cold climate, I mean, you wanna make sure you get the dog back in. But she said after she had her second kid, like there's something that happened to, you know, mom brain where you're like, you're doing so many other things and you forget something like leaving the stove on, like, oops, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, multitasking is what we do well as mothers and wives and business owners. Um, so I wanted to make it easy, but I, of course, I wanted to do a good job and be nearby where I can handle any issues, especially that I, I knew I wanted to be a listing agent more than anything else, because that's what it gives you a lot of recognition and, you know, people will give you more business. So I concentrate in my, in my little town and I worked really, really hard. Actually, as soon as my son, my youngest son was walking, he was delivering brochures house to house. <laughs> so cute. That's awesome. See, it's like, it, it is a matter of bringing the kids along for the ride, right? I mean, we have to drive to wanting to do it, but we can't isolate our children out of our businesses if we want to succeed. Yes, uh, all of my boys have been really involved with our business. Our second one just graduated from Indiana University, but he has always been super interested in our business. He helped us two summers ago, and uh, it, it, I mean, he's really, really good. Uh, but he's going into finances, thank God, but uh, I'm sure that one day he'll join our team. That's awesome. Family business then. You got that yes. behind the scenes and then you got like a mother-son duo, right? And I know it says the Rosie Gonzalez team, but it's really you and your husband from what I'm getting? Yes. So I'm really the face. Um, I'm the only one pretty much that does market analysis. And my husband, of course, is licensed and in a pinch, he'll help me with buyers. But he's very busy in the office. So uh, we do have a full-time assistant, which is my nephew, and he just got his license. I am very, very excited. Uh, but he has been with us for a year. Prior to him, I had another assistant. She left and became a loan officer. Uh, so I always had, even before my husband, I had some help, you know, in the office. Um, so, but the face, it's, it's, it's me. Yeah, listings yeah. And, and buyers. So, and the interesting part on this one is, and obviously I just saw the post about your numbers. We're looking at quite a significant amount of business, 113 transactions, transactions yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. So 113 transactions. So, and like I said, with you being the bulk of it, that's a ton. Uh, 35 million in sales. So for those of you guys that are, you know, in different markets, we need to sell more than two houses in Illinois to make that happen. So in Rosie's case, in order to get 35 million, she sold 113 units with a leverage of an assistant and a behind the scene husband. And that is just amazing and absolutely mind blowing. Like it takes grid to get, do you sleep? I, I actually are wondering. <laughs> no, I do sleep, but I am very focused. Um, and like we were talking about, you know, implementing all of the ideas. And I actually, I sent you a picture working out last night with your book. 
You did. Um, I go to the gym uh, four or five times a week, but I go at night. So, but I do sleep and I, let me tell you, I do sleep very well because um, when you have a good business business and it's running well, you can sleep well. Yeah. Um, so that that's the benefit. And I mean, not everybody has their, their husband, you know, helping because he has the same purpose. We have the same goals. We work together. We talked about our plans and we implement our ideas. So it's easier. It's very um, easier because he is with me. He's, you know, it's different when you have an assistant. They have just, they're right, there right. to learn and then they want to leave and they want to be you. And so it's very frustrating sometimes because I did go through that for the first 10 years of my career. He, my husband joined five, six years ago. Yet before people that were trying to, you know, not be on the same level. You really need a good team player, a good partner to push into the levels I think you're doing. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, but we so, work very, very hard as you, as you know. Just say, well, you, the results speak for itself, right? So <laughs> you started out and obviously everybody always wants to like get to the point. And I talk about a hyper local market normally. Mm -hmm. um, your market at this point is no longer hyper local. You know, I mean, you, you have the entire town essentially in your control there. So you said 72 homes were sold last year by you, your closest mm -hmm. competitor, the 12. Correct. Do you, I'm going to bring up the, the yes. brochure. Is that okay? Yes, please do. Please do. I know you got some awesome flyers for people to see too, but it's, um, it's mind blowing how there is such a huge gap between somebody that's just dominating the market. Uh, see if I can get you in a. Yeah. Can you see it? Yes. Um, so this is our flyer, uh, but of course, I would like, love to share how I got here way before. We didn't send these flyers in the beginning, of course, um, but this is what we have done in the last, um, I would say, five, seven, maybe five years. Um, so these flyers uh, show um, the graph, you know, that I sold 72 houses and the agent below me sold 12 houses. and then the other two agents that sold in the same town below me. And so it's impressive. Um, and I mean, not be just because I want to show off, but it's a lot of work. 72 houses in a very small town. Um, it, uh, I'm hoping that my sellers, they're impressed. <laughs> and they are. Every yeah, time I walk into a video. Yes. I mean, they, they see that there is no comparison between where you are at now and where your closest competitor is. Um, I think it's absolutely phenomenal to see. So I like the graphics and it just goes back to like social proof, right? You just social proofed to the entire rest of the town that 72 sellers said, Rosie Gonzalez is the choice for me to make. So I'm a huge fan of, you know, visual social proof and making sure all of this is leveraging our efforts in like a marketing kind of way. So that that graph, I think, is really helping to, to put that in perspective for other people saying, well, if six times more people are saying she is the one to go with, who am I to argue? So do you go on listing appointments and people are still trying to like, I don't know, figure out if you're the right choice or do you just show up and they're like, Rosie, it's you. I was so happy. Where do we sign? Yes. Uh... I sometimes uh, feel like, 
you know, I'm humble because people will say, oh my gosh, Rosie Gonzalez is here. The kids were so excited that they were going to meet Rosie Gonzalez. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's, it, it's really nice um, that people admire you and they believe in you. And it's, it's really flattering for me when I walk into people's houses and it, we don't have to fight about, you know, commissions and, or selling myself. If it's in Brookfield, they already know everything that they should know before they even call me. And if they hire someone else, I mean, one thing I don't do, I don't discount my commission. I, I don't. So they may hire someone else. And so that, that tells me that, you know, there are discount uh, agents in other companies. But uh, for the most part, it's easier. It's easier when you walk into a house and they already have your flyer from years and years and they see me in, in town and I'm always in Brookfield and restaurants. So they know who I am, which is easier for this business. Right. And, and that's the momentum, I think. So let's talk a little bit about how you got the momentum. Because once you have the momentum, things are amazing. Like the things that can happen once you have momentum under your, you know, under your wings, essentially, you're just a matter of like, a, let's go and let's, you know, let's put more people around me to leverage what I do so you can run faster so right. when did you start getting that you know slow I mean I'm assuming it wasn't like a straight shoot up trajectory of like you know you've got license zero houses next year 72 and we've been there since I'm assuming it's been a little bit more of a here's how I build it tell us a little bit about that story for somebody listening that says oh my gosh I would love to dominate my entire town where do I start oh sure uh, so remember, I started my business when my son was born. So he was the last one to go to the same school, the grammar school uh, that my other two kids went to. I was very involved in my kids' school for any event. At Christmas, I brought the, uh, the photo booth and everybody took their little pictures with the kids with my logo. So who's going to you know, throw away a picture of the kids? Nobody. They kept it. Um, so from the beginning, uh, you know, it's like when you open a business, we have restaurants before and you don't open a business if you don't invest in your business, you have to treat real estate like a real business. So in other words, you can just put a sign outside and say restaurant just with a sign and not have a stove and the equipment that you need to run the business. Uh, so you need a little bit either, you need to be very creative, you, be, you need to be a really good salesperson, an outgoing person, and be involved, at least if you don't have money to invest in the beginning. But um, so that's what I did. In the beginning, um, I got involved in every, every uh, event at the school. I actually had a saying that I always told my husband, I'm going to a jewelry party, you know, my budget, my budget is $100. So, you know, like back in the day, Leah, Sophia, Premier, all these uh, ladies that were selling jewelry. I used to go to every jewelry uh, uh, show in their homes and, you know, you have to spend money. Um, so once I got the first listing, uh, it was on my street, on my block, actually. Then I got the second listing. And so you, I had two signs and people started saying like, oh my gosh, Rosie, you're so busy. Oh, wow, you're everywhere. And I'm like, really? Not really, I have two signs. Uh, 
But then I concentrated in that community where my kids went to school. I didn't do the whole entire uh, town because it's expensive. So what I did, I concentrated in the district, which I can show you um, a little map um, that we did every, I don't know, every time we sold a house, every time we listed a house, every time we needed to show people how many houses we sold in the school districts. Um, so the red is the sellers, the blue is the buyers, and the yellow, they're dual uh, transactions. So it was just, it, they were not 800, you know, households. It was a lot less because it was just a district where my kids went to school. So we sent these uh, postcards with the map in the back in the house that I listed or the house that I just sold. And um, then I started doing my own flyers. I mean, the flyers that I just show you, they're very expensive. And, uh, but back in the day, I did this. Can you see this? Door hangers. Yeah. So this is what my kids and I did for probably two years nonstop. Um, the third year, I became number one in my town. But I did this. I walked door by door myself. You know, a lot of people want to pay somebody, a company to do this. But I wanted to meet people and talk about their homes. And I wanted them to meet me and have an opportunity to sell myself. So this was honestly the most successful mailing that I did in my whole entire career. And I've, if I can go back to this, I will do it. But my husband doesn't agree with me. Uh, <laughs> well, now you're a local celebrity. Now we have to like send guards along with you. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because if I have an awesome listing where everybody's talking about the listing, I still do this and I deliver it myself on the same, you know, the same block and invited them to like an open house or talk about uh, the house, if it's a renovated house, uh, if it's close to the metro, it's the best because a lot of commuters are always, you know, um, asking questions and they're concerned about the construction all the time and they can't wait for the house to be done. So as soon as the house is done and we can put it on the market, I do this for all the commuters too. I still do this actually and, and deliver them for my open houses and invite people. Uh, the big one, of course, this is a big mailing. Um, this became like 10 years later. Um, and we do about more than 7,000 mailers um, every quarter. Every quarter. So you mail, um, let me see, I'm gonna, do you have the back side of that mailer? I'm gonna yeah. see if I can get you. There's the back. Yeah. So I, I know people always ask, what's on the back, right? So we want to yeah. make sure highlight right. And you know, um, I want to share what you mentioned in your book. Uh, it's very important not to just put sold and listed and blah, blah, blah. Anything that you want to, you know, tell people about you. But also the marketing stats. Is, uh, people are always interested um, on the right side of the back here. You can see, uh, you know, the... The market, what is Procure doing? It was 13% higher from last year to this year. How many units sold? Um, you also have to be very educated about your area because if you don't know, you know how many houses you could possibly sell in a town, um, you really have to be educated and know if it's a good area to get in. Like, you know, there's some towns here near my office where five houses sell a year. I will never want to be there. 
but there are, there are towns where you can see that there are 500 homes sold every year. Those are good towns to target. You don't want to go into towns that have 10, 12 sales a year. That's not a good idea. But I also, to you, back to your book, I also like what you mentioned that you don't want to just send a brochure just and say, call me because people usually want more than that. So you can see there's a barcode there. Uh, my website, people always contact us through our website because people usually don't remember your number. Uh, but if they see a way of connecting with you, they're going to do it right in there. And we get a lot of leads through our website. That's amazing. So QR code is definitely one of the things that we talk about, um, you know, a lot more since do they work? Yes, they work. Do you need to have a QR code on mailings? No, you do not. You can also have a website on there, something where you can, you know, give them something to do immediately. Um, so yeah, so that's that's just amazing. I'm just blown away that it started with like two signs. And this is like, for me, the thing that just stuck where people had a perception because you had two signs in the ground, right? And if anybody's taking anything away, I'm hoping they understand it started with the effort. Like I started with walking a hundred flyers. Now my mailing size grew up to 5,000 homes. You're mailing now 7,000 each quarter. So it's not that you are doing it every single month. And that's one of the things we're trying to explain to people. You do not have to do something every single month, as long as you're consistent with your efforts. And you also, I mean, at this point, obviously you have some credibility behind you where people will see and, and you have other forms of marketing as well. I believe we talked a little bit about a bench, right? Yeah. So I have the bench. Um, and do I want to have benches all over Illinois? No, absolutely not. This benches to me, people are not going to see you on a bench if they don't know you. And then they're going to call you because they want to sell their home. Uh, this is their biggest investment. This is just a reassurance, you know, and reminding people who I am. It's more branding than anything else. I love when people send me pictures. Oh my gosh, I just saw you on the bench. Oh, I sat on you on the bench. Or, oh, you the girl on the bench. But that's because they already got my flyer. They already got something else. This is just a reminder. Uh, and this is the only reason we have these benches. Uh, close to where people already know who I am. And that's so, so important. Like people get so carried away of, you know, wanting to build a brand and most people don't even know who you are. So don't worry about building a brand until you have a reputation. Correct. You have to have a reputation. Recognition is so important. And it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter. But it's easier if you concentrate in one area that you feel comfortable. You know, I mentor a lot of agents and they ask me, where should I start? And then I make recommendations and they're like, well, you know, I really don't want to stay here. Like I want to go, um, you know, far away. I want to go downtown or even like, you know, other agents that I've talked to asking me questions about marketing, a lot of the times they're like confused. They don't, they don't know where to start. And you really have to be convinced that that's the area for you that you're gonna fit right. Because you probably already know people there. Some areas, I mean, people always ask, how can I compete with Rosie? We don't have competition. To me, I don't have competition because the people that I work with, they're gonna like me and other people, they're not gonna like me and I don't like them either. 
you know, it, it's, it, it's so, uh, it's a variety of people that you're going to work with. And sometimes they, they want a certain personality. So it's all about your personality. So pick an area where you feel that you will fit and it's, it's going to be very easy and then start marketing, marketing the area. And if it's close to your house, your life will be a lot easier. I love that. So I think too many people get so hung up on the actual area without considering who lives in the area. Because right. you're not going to be working with the area. You're going to be working with the people that live in the area. And if you don't right. like the people that live there, maybe you don't want to market there. Yeah. No, I love to work with my old folks. I mean, I have a lot of people. I love them. I, my mom passed away too young and my dad passed away at 48, super young. So whenever I have an opportunity to work with old people, I feel like they're my parents. Like, oh my gosh, if I had my mom, I will give the world to her. Uh, so I love to work with old people. Other agents that I have trained, they're like, oh no, no, no. I want to work with you know, people from downtown and the young generation. And I love to work with both, don't get me wrong, but I have passion for older people and I help them and I have all the resources for them to not even move one finger when they move. And so if you have that heart and if you know who you're gonna work with and you, and if you fit all, perfect, that's great. Like I feel, I have it all in Brookfield, older, a lot of older people, but the new generations, you know, they're coming because of the good school districts and also the uh, transportation, the metro. Um, but you can pick and choose. That's the beauty of this business. You can actually pick and choose where you want to go and you can actually fire also clients. If you feel like, okay, this is not working for me, you can fire them too. Just like they can fire you too. <laughs> Or just to say, it's a two-way street, right? I mean, we don't have to work with everybody and no. niching down is not eliminating. So um, one of the you know, good things I think you just pointed out was just because you really like working with one specific type of seller doesn't mean you will turn down anybody else. It's a nice byproduct of your ideal client. So I talk a lot about you know, finding your ideal client because once you have your ideal client, you can tailor your marketing you know what makes them tick, you know what makes them, you know, take action and you're just going to scale your, your lead intake, which is like the ultimate goal. And everybody else that comes on top of it is like gravy, right? You're just like, awesome. I can help you too. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I mean, to me, this business is the best of all the worlds because um, you can, you can work really hard. You can take it easy when you know you can take it easy. Uh, you can spend a lot of money or you don't spend a lot of money. You just work harder, like, you know, doing it yourself rather than hiring the company or uh, host a lot of open houses like I did in the beginning. I hosted two open houses on the weekends, two on Saturdays and two on Sundays. Uh, you, you can choose, but you have to do something if you want to be successful. You have to work hard and you have to focus. Love that. So for those of you guys, you know, just tuning in saying, okay, how do I get started? I have zero money. That's oftentimes one of the biggest ones I can counter. You just laid it all out in them. Do two open houses a day on a weekend, two on Saturday. And I know inventory is tight, right? So try and get creative on it. We talked about virtual open houses, doing them on a Wednesday night and just streaming them on Facebook, because what else are you supposed to do if they are not going to be available come the weekend, right? Um, touring your neighborhood 
homes simply by going into the ones that got listed, even though you're not the ones listing it, go live and say, hey, it's an agent preview I'm doing. Why don't you guys come along? Because you and I both know it's not going to stay on the market till the weekend. And then there goes your opportunity, right? Put yourself out there, put the effort. And in those four all so far that we mentioned, free strategies for you to use. The door hangers will cost you a little bit on the plastic ones. Um, I just did door hangers actually last weekend because I need inventory. And if I have no inventory and I have time, well, what are we going to do? We're going to get out there and we're going to create the business that we want. Super, super important for sure. Um, so we, I think we covered a lot of ground, I would say, where you started, how it went, right? Where you are at now. Um, what's your number one, I guess, um, try not to do that mistake that I made. And then what's your number one, like, if you do anything, do this kind of tip. If you have, um, I always, um, you know, my husband and I, we're always uh, talking about real estate, but, you know, it's very important when you have a listing, treat it like your baby. You know, I see a lot of listings where like it went under contract. Nobody knows in the neighborhood. Nobody knows. It went under contract. If you're a real estate agent, if you're constantly looking online, you will notice that it went under contract. But the neighbors across the street, they're old. They're not online. Not until it sells and the sign disappears. Nobody knows anything in between. So if you have a listing, show it off. You know, show it off um, when it sells. If it's sold, you know, like this one here, this little um, postcard that I have here. Oh, I have it on. Uh, when it sells, show off. It's sold in two days. Put the under contract in front of everybody's face. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're going to go through attorney review and it's going to go south. It doesn't matter. It went under contract, run, put it under contract, your neighbor next door, the neighbor across the street, they're going to be impressed. Oh my gosh, in one day or two days. Uh, and if it goes south, go pick up, you know, the sign and then you put it back on again. But this is why you get the recognition like, oh my gosh, you do sell houses. I see the sign up and the sold and then the sign down. But if nothing happens in between, a lot of people don't even know. Unless, like I said, if you're pretty savvy, which not a lot of people that are old, they actually, a lot of my clients, they still like to see the newspaper. So I actually also have a newspaper ad just because of the reason. Um, so leverage that listing um, as much as you can. Don't be lazy. Okay, if it's far away, that's your fault because you got a listing half an hour from your house. Uh, but if it's nearby, go put the sole writer, go put the underwriter, the under contract, and you will start getting some recognition. And also the open house, the open house writers, if you can, if somebody else is hosting your open house, they should be responsible for putting your writers um, just so then people will see that you on top of it. Love that. That's awesome. Rosie, I think this was phenomenal. I love the, the fact that you ended with, you know, your ideal client and you know, they read the newspaper. Hence, you're going to spend marketing money on being in the newspaper. Like yeah. this is how well this woman knows her ideal customer. And this is something that all of us have to do is we, we really need to know who is it that, you know, we want to work with. We don't have to work with everybody. Who is it that we want to work with that we're gonna be happy with because you know, the phone starts ringing, the real estate transaction goes up in flames. You have to talk to that person and better be somebody that you kind of like. 
Yes, yes. And be enthusiastic about it. You know, I, have, I actually have a story to tell. I got a listing just because I was very enthusiastic about the house. You know, the house was a bungalow, old 1920 bungalow, but it was cute. It was adorable. And I walked into the house and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. This is like out of a magazine. You have such a good taste and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh my gosh, Rosie, we had another agent here. And she kind of like told us this was awful. Like what? <laughs> uh, so you have to be enthusiastic. People love to hear that their houses are nice and beautiful. Not everybody has a white and gray and chandeliers and it, she had the most beautiful taste. It was kind of like colorful, very artistic. Um, and, and if you can say something positive, say something positive when you walk into a house, when you know you're gonna have some competition uh, listings, when you go on a listing presentation, there's always, always two or three appointments that they're gonna probably meet with. So try to do your best. I love that. There is, I mean, just the, I think you're just rounding it out with another like gold nuggets after another. So I hope people are really just, uh, you know, taking, taking notes on it because there was so much said and done. Like if you were just to listen back on this episode and you do what was just laid out in front of you, you can dominate your town really quickly. We talked about turnover rate, make sure obviously there's sales there. We talked about the ideal client. Um, we talked to, you know, start to finish where it started, how it like, um, how it went and where we are at now. And I was phenomenal. So I can't wait to watch you next year or this year to see what is on the agenda. And, um, you know, you're local, so can't wait to meet for a cup of coffee. Oh, absolutely. I would love to meet you. I'm almost done with your book. So thank you uh, very much. That was a bonus. <laughs> I didn't know you picked one up. I would have sent you a copy. So... <laughs> No, I, I at least wanted to read it before, you know, we were going to do this. And so it, it, I'm almost done, but it's, it's, it's great. It, it reaffirms everything that I just said, that mailers do work. Just build your trust and become the local expert. That's all, that's all you need to do. Awesome. And if people got referrals into the Chicagoland market, um, feel free to plug your name, number, company, and everything at the end, because like I said, there's nobody that can serve those people better than the person that knows the market like you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Janine, so much. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much. And if you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat. We're going to go through them. And thanks so much for tuning in.